shame, shame, a shame on you. All the CDC don't care about me. They took you for long years. Oh, to study 13 boo-boos. Oh, shame, shame, shame. Hey, y'all, I was just doing uh, a little... Uh, tribute to the CDC that made Aretha Franklin roll over in her grave. Rest in peace, Aretha. You are still the queen of soul. Just not the living queen anymore. All right, we're going to have a great episode today of More Morgulons. I'm Crystal Clear. Sorry, I forgot to introduce myself. I usually start with a song, though, um, on the show and in real life. I just get in the elevator and I'm like, shame, shame, shame. And then people are like, Ugh. she's not even wearing a mask. Just kidding. I wear a mask. I wear a mask. What do you think? I'm some kind of a social pariah. I'm a nurse. I have to. Even though uh, airborne viruses and surgical masks. Hey. Well, the two things do not go together. Uh, yes, uh, surgical masks do not protect you against airborne transmission of a virus. And that is, I promise you, the chief mode of transmission. Um, anywho, I am excited about finishing up Yawns Mogalons. Y'all stay tuned. Let's get right in there and do this, finishing it up. We just went through the different forms, four forms of Morgulons, remember? There was Mr. Potato Head, Mrs. Potato Head, and the Tater Tots. Now, there was fibrous root form, the seed form, and uh, amorphous tuber mass form, and tube-shaped fiber form. Cool. Culture growth in agar and animal model of infection. Agar is like a growth medium, so when you culture uh, a sample of uh, some kind of micro organism, whether it, I guess bacterial would be the most relevant thing here. Um, you don't have to culture a virus, but you got to culture bacteria and probably fungus too, I would assume. And, you know, because they're living things that need food and stuff. So the food is the agar. Okay. Um, okay. The seed forms of the organism were found to grow in fungal media. That's the agar stuff, the media, um, of solid potato, dextrose, agar culture, potato, broth culture, solid blood, agar culture. Mm, just like my grandma used to make in the old country. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, they also grew it in a hamster and in a mouse. Like they implanted Morgulon seeds in their abdomen or something and saw if it would grow or not. Just like my other grandma. Solid agar and broth cultures were inoculated at room temperature for about two years using the seed form of the organism. Dang, Jan, they should have gave you the Nobel. You did your study half as long as a whole freaking team of scientists at the CDC who spent like, uh, I don't know, like $300,000, $400,000 of taxpayer money to tell me even less than you told me in this one paper that you did everything. Nice job. The organism also grew as numerous tuber masses interconnecting with the root form of the organism. And the tuber masses could be quite large, about two to three millimeters. In potato broth culture, the fibrous root form of the organism emerged as elongated bundles. 
grand. Okay, so this is crazy, y'all. She picked up some morgulons, threw them in a petri dish with their food they like to eat, the agar. And they just, some of them were just sitting around and didn't grow. But over two years, they grew and they were in this interconnected web of morgulon. Wow. Okay, gram stains. Those are the stains that they put on the bacteria to view them under the microscope. Because you can't really see something that's clear. Clearly, I should know. Okay, gram stains for both the solid and broth cultures showed that the samples contained a gram-negative bacillus. There was also production of a dark pigment that appeared macroscopically to be extracellular or outside the cell. I would love more details on that. A hamster and a mouse were subsequently inoculated with the seed form of the organism within the skin for about two months. On examination, there, there were no gross abnormalities of the skin or any other organ. The dermis contained a mild mixed inflammatory and filtrate, not concentrated around vessels or epidermal structures, but included a significant number of eosinophils. So the eosinophils are the white blood cells that react normally when you have a parasite in your body. Hmm, go figure. The hamster or allergies. It could be an aller- allergies can cause an increase in eosinophils. Also, the hamster was diagnosed as having mild nonspecific chronic dermatitis. The mouse was diagnosed with delusional parasitosis. And the mouse was like, how much are we getting paid for this? And the hamster was like, yeah, how much are we getting paid for this? Just kidding. In the mouse, they just observed possible thickening of the abdominal wall. Um, obviously, they didn't pay the animals. And they really shouldn't because they're so irresponsible with money. Um, anyway, an abnormality identified was a focal foreign body granulomas associated with small amount of brown pigment in the subcutis. That's the tissue under the skin. Subcutaneous skin, right? Sub under. Uh, figure 70 shows a plain view of the underside of a subcutis fragment which had a number of light brownish colored tuber masses formed in between two hairs. Weird conclusion. What kind of conclusions are we drawing here? This article describes the likely etiological organism causing a new human infectious condition known as Jan Morgulon's disease. Uh, the organism has been described and discussed here based on observation of its morphological characteristics under light and electron microscopes. The organism has four characteristic morphological forms, which might relate to four different stages of development or reflect functional purposes. The four main morphological forms are tube-shaped fibers, amorphous tuber masses, fibrous roots, and seeds. The interrelationship between forms of the organism, so meaning like is the seed, you know, the first stage, is the, you know, tube the second stage, you know, so what, that's, I guess, what they're saying. Okay. The interrelationship between the forms of the organism was based on some important samples where more than one forms were presented. So these were morgulons brought in by the patient. Very confused. Wish we had a little bit more information, Yan. Yan. The patient's main symptoms are crawling, biting, stinging, and shooting out of skin sensations from the skin, which are caused by the sharp and pointed ends of the seed form of the organism. The seed form with sharp and pointed end extensions stings the skin where the seeds move on the skin surface. The more mature seed form changes from having sharp and pointed ends into very fine roots, causing the sensation of something crawling on the skin surface. 
colored threads, black speck-like material, and granules are found in and on the skin. Amen, girl, they sure are. The white fibrous materials are the most abundant form of the organism on the skin surface. I would agree with that. They can be rolled up into fiber balls. Those fiber balls are really popular around the holidays. Or threads simply by scratching the skin surface and thus can be mistaken for common clothing fibers. The colorless opaque tuber mass form of the organism is even harder to recognize as something emerging from the skin. It creates a sensation of sandy or granular objects on the skin surface, yes. The symptoms of the disease are biting, stinging, and shooting sensation from the skin related to the sharp and pointed ends of the sea form of the organism. Didn't she already say that? Uh, movements of the very fine roots of the more mature sea form of the organism might account for the crawling sensation on the skin. Good guess. The seed form of the organism can grow in solid potato and blood agar as pointed masses and in potato broth as interconnecting bundles of fibers. I feel a science experiment coming on y'all. Actually, to be 100% honest, this is the perfect kind of experiment to try at home to see if you can repeat the results. Let's do it, guys. Who wants to donate blood? (laughs) The seed form of the organism grows in a hamster mouse model as light brownish tuber masses. The seed form will grow in an animal and it's light brown tuber masses. Uh, This is really a fascinating paper. And she says the author would like to thank Luther Lindner for the surgical pathology reports. Wow. So this is really interesting. So from Jan's point of view, um, she, I, I guess it's a she, it could be a he, sorry, Mr. Yon, if I've been saying this wrong, but, um, I guess what they're saying is, she says at the beginning of the section, the final section, I'm describing the likely etiological agent of the condition Morgulans or Yon's disease. And I tend to think, uh, she might be onto something there. I mean, yeah, we can find some spirochetes here and there, and that's meaningful. We can find some agrobacterium. That's probably meaningful. Um, you know, various things have been identified in credible peer-reviewed research, which, by the way, I looked up this Libertas Academica. It is a peer-reviewed uh, journal, so it's not a fringe press kind of thing. Um, I guess what I'm just saying is, like, I think Jan here is on to something because we know for sure that, you know... Bacteria, spirochetes, those cause Lyme disease. And though many Morgulans patients may also meet clinical diagnostic criteria for Lyme disease, um, not every Lyme patient could meet the chief criteria of Morgulans, which is uh, having Morgulans. So the Morgulans, go figure, Maybe they're the thing causing Morgulons. Dun, dun, dun. Um, That's not the hard part. The hard part is what are the Morgulons? This lady basically breaks it down, or I should say this researcher, whoever she may be gender-wise. This gender-fluid researcher, now it's slander, sorry. Okay, Jan, she's making sense to me. The way she's thinking about this, the way she's studying it in this empirical animal uh, model, uh, and, you know, just to kind of see, like, is this a life form? You know, is it fungus? Is it, but she doesn't come up with it. She doesn't identify it. She says, it's not a fungus. It's not an algae. It's not a bacteria. It's not, we don't know. I I think that that's the conclusion to draw here. It's a morgulon, but what are the morgulons? Oh, this question is just endlessly, 
vexing and fascinating to me. Um, and it just becomes so much more urgent, I guess, uh, the feeling of wanting to know the answer or at least learn more and more and more progressively, which I am, you know, learning more all the time about Morgulons. Literally, I learn something new every day and I'm really thankful for that. And, um, I hope you do too, by listening to more Morgulons, um, probably learn more maybe listening to other things, but we are learning something and we're having fun. And God knows that regardless of whether or not you have Morgulons, everybody needs a little bit more fun right now in their lives. Let's, let's be honest about that. We got kids homeschooling that shouldn't be schooled at home. And we got super spreader in chief, um, you know, talking about stand back, stand down, trying to start some kind of a second American civil war. We'll have none of that here. Thank you very much. Um, COVID blues, we all got them COVID quarantine blues. Getting laid off, getting furloughed, getting, um, hopefully getting work again, y'all. I think I might have something cooking. Wish me luck, say a little prayer. Not that I need it, I'm freaking manifesting this. Me and the Holy Ghost. Um, And I just am thankful for this opportunity to become more patient because even though I want the answers right now, this minute, it's probably going to take some work and some time. I'm in it for the long haul, you guys. In it for the long haul. I never give up. Uh, you should never give up either. Hang in there. Hang in there. Life is not always fair, not always kind, and not always fun. But it is always full of surprises. I am never ceased to be amazed by all of the things that life brings me that I never, ever expected. And those are usually some of the most meaningful things. Maybe not the most good or fun or positive things, but they're always the most meaningful. They always have the most impact and they shape who I am. And I kind of like who I am. There's worse people. There's worse people than Crystal out there, but not listening to this show because y'all are all good people. And thank you for listening and stay tuned.